your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. this Wednesday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And today we have a very special crossover episode with Jess Belmosto of Locked On Flames. It's something that I've been wanting to do for a while. You know, but these two teams have never played while um, we have been the hosts of our respective shows, and I wanted to get her insight on what's been going on with the Flames this season because it looks like they have been a pretty good team. So here's the conversation between me and Jess for today's episode of Locked on Penguins. All right, you guys, this is the long-awaited crossover. Uh, I'm not sure any of you have been waiting for it, but Hunter and I have been planning this pretty much since I got the job with (laughs) Locked on. So, uh, Hunter, welcome to Locked On Flames. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And I'll welcome you here to Locked On Penguins. I think we did something brief um, during the. It was either I think it was the return to play or something earlier this Probably, year. Probably, yeah. The playoffs with rooting interest, but yeah, you know now it's a full <laughs> season. All the teams are playing each other, so this has been something that's definitely been in the making. I've always had a nice little. Um, Love fest, I guess, for the Flames, just because I, I love Johnny Goudreau, I love Sean Monahan, and you know, contrary to popular, uh, contrary to other people's beliefs, I love Matthew Kachuk. So, oh yes, uh, this has been something that I've been wanting to do for a while, and I'm glad that you know they're playing Pittsburgh pretty early in the season. Oh yeah, I'm uh, very glad that this is happening early, and uh, it's kind of a nice way to close out this road trip for the team. Yeah, it should be a good game, too. You know, Pittsburgh has played, I would say, pretty well. You know, their 56% expected goals rate is third overall in the league, and which is, <clears throat> excuse me, ridiculous to think about just because of all the players they have out due to injuries and COVID cases and everything else. You know, the goaltending has also been really good, too. Tristan Jari is top five in goals saved above expected. Save percentage, he's right around top five, top ten, even though he did have a rough outing um, the other night against the Lightning. You know, though that was kind of their first game where, I thought they didn't have it, but you know, that's what happens when you play the defending champions who also just got <laughs> by Buffalo the other night. So they were going to yeah. come out with purpose in that game, but you know, the flames, you know, we were talking about this before, you know, four and on this road trip, they're making me eat a little bit of crow this year because I was under the impression that both Vancouver and LA were going to get in and not Calgary, but so far <laughs> the flames have been saying, Nope, you're wrong. And Daryl Sutter has been doing, it looks like a pretty good job, even though, um, you know, he, he definitely grinds the game down. It makes it a little boring, but you know, it's been effective for the flames this year to say the least. Oh, absolutely. And I think that the flames have officially bought in to Daryl Sutter hockey. And like you said, sometimes it is a little boring, but it's effective. And um, it's just incredible to see this team finally turned the page from uh, I, again, there's still a ton of hockey left, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but they look like a different team than where they were at the end of last season. Yeah. And, and the underlying numbers, you know, just when I go to money puck, you know, they seem to, it seems to back up. I think this is all situations, you know, that 50% of the expected goals, 54% of the shot attempts, 
um, they're, they're carrying play. You know, sometimes, you know, Daryl Sutter teams don't do it that well, but they definitely have been this season. And you're right. You know, it sounds like the flames players have really bought into it. You know, at the end of last year, it didn't look like that it was happening a lot, at least from what I was watching, you know, not, not as a fan, but um, it definitely seems like this year it's been a lot better. And I think their goals for per 60 is 2.45. I think their expected goals against is around 1.63. So this is a team that's been pr- pretty good um, this season. And you know, I was watching that game against Washington um, this past weekend, and that, that was a crazy one. But, you know, you can see that just the talent level of a lot of these players, you know, obviously the core, but, you know, some of these other guys, you know, I saw you tweet about, you know, Manjapani, who is, <laughs> looks like he's off to a red hot start. Um, you know, I've always been a fan of, um, uh, I'm blanking on the name right now. It'll, it'll come to me. Um, you know, I know Markstrom's having a much better year, I think, yep. compared to last year where he, that he was not living up to that contract. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Markstrom having uh, Dan Vladar there to back him up um, is huge because he can actually, you know, get in rest and not have to worry about, you know, having a, an unreliable backup. I mean, mm-hmm. to be fair, this is really Vladar's first season in the NHL. And he is already exceeding expectations. Uh, Markstrom looks great. Mangiapani is just doing, I I don't even know, his 200-foot game is, uh, he's going to be named a Selkie Trophy winner, but it's going to come when it's (laughs) renamed like the Bergeron Trophy or something. Yeah, the way he'll win it. (laughs) Yeah, like he's going to win it. And same with Elias Lindholm. Like people say like, oh, like, year one sees Elias Lindholm and it's like yeah but like it just because he's not some big name on the map it doesn't mean he's not good and I just I think that he just has this unbelievable 200 foot game and this offensive power and playmaking ability that really has been there all along but now getting uh Gaudreau up on that top line really helps elevate that yeah i mean anytime you're playing with johnny freaking goudreau yeah. um you're gonna your your play is going to spark up a little bit you know that's just the product of playing with an elite player i mean jake you know it's kind of same with jake Ensel a little bit you know he mm-hmm. played away from sid he was honestly great with evgeny malkin for a large portion of last season and the season before but he plays so much better when sid is in the lineup and you know that's obvious reasons it's Sidney crosby um, but you know, just <laughs> down the lineup, you know, Blake Coleman, that was a pretty big signing, you know, I didn't yeah. contract, but, um, it looks like he's provided pretty decent value to start the season. I always found Mikhail Backlund very underrated. Um, I think he kind of slipped up a little bit the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. gets back to the player that, you know, everyone knows he can be, um, you know, Brett Ritchie, you got, I'm surprised that Monahan is on the fourth line. Has he been struggling a lot lately? Um, so he's coming back from surgery, um, a pretty significant injury that he suffered six games into last season. <laughs> and for some reason, they the organization let him play the entire, just about the entire season. Um, 
with the injury. So he's recovering. And last year, I mean, obviously stunk for him. So, um, you know, there is a little bit of regression there. Before we do get back to our crossover episode, we do have to touch on everyone's favorite protein bar, which is Built Bar. There's so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. If you don't know those flavors, though, there's coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, strawberry, orange, etc. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are the flavors the best tasting, they are healthy as well. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. You can go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because usually, you know, he's a player that's, you know, when, when I looked at his stats and everything is close to a point per game, if not over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely been, you know, more of a struggle lately. You know, it definitely sounds like it is. Due to the injury, I can't believe Milan Lucic is still in the league. That is crazy. Oh, to me. It's um, insane. And <laughs> in, he, so he scored first uh, Wednesday night against, uh, no, Tuesday night rather, against the Devils. And I was like, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I feel so old when, like, you know, I look at players who are getting drafted and like some of them are born in like 2004 and I'm like, holy smokes, like, no, absolutely not. And then like, there's guys from like, when I was still like in elementary and middle school, kicking it in the league. I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay. Well, good for you, Luch. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's not surprising that he's a fourth liner at this point, right. but it's surprising that he is still kicking it a little bit. And, and the funny thing is, I think his, you know, there were rumors that he could be traded during the offseason. I think like some, I don't know what reporter did. I think they linked Pittsburgh to them, and I probably would have just um, uh, gone off the Fort Pitt Bridge if that would have happened, to be honest with is you. Is that the but, yellow one? Well, all almost all of them are oh. yellow. Yes, <laughs> but okay. yeah, yeah, the one, the, the view um coming into the city yeah from the the one by pnc park no that's the um jesus uh everyone that's listening to this podcast that's from pittsburgh is gonna (laughs) i've only been to pittsburgh once yeah that one uh, well i'll name it i I don't know i don't think it's the allegheny bridge um i know it's the the river is obviously right outside the the park but yeah um once I get a hold of that, I, yeah, the fact that I yeah, can't I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you on this spot. It's bad, it's bad, bad podcast content for me for everyone here, and it's just you know an embarrassment to me who's someone who's been to the city about five hundred thousand. <laughs> so sorry to all my loyal listeners for that. Um, you know, defensively, it's pretty decent. You know, I I like Noah Hannifin, but I think he needs to, you know, I guess he find another level. Um, yeah. I can't believe Eric Goodbranson is getting meaningful minutes on an every night basis. And he's playing well. That's weird. Which he is did, so weird. He did it here too for a little bit. And that's, that's the crazy part. He did, they, they got him from, um, uh, I'm, oh, they got him, I think, elite from the Canucks. And I oh think it was, and um, comes over, proves all of us wrong, but then goes back to being bad with Ottawa. So that was kind of expected there. Um, but it's still surprising that he is playing well. Another player that I've ate a lot of crow on, Chris Tanev, had a ridiculously good season last year. Yeah. It didn't look like he was going to have a good season just because, 
you know, his numbers really slipped at both ends of the rink. And, you know, a lot of Penguins fans were hoping that the rumors, you know, were not true that they were going to sign him. But I guess in a, in a perfect world, I guess that I wish the Penguins would have because he was a rock last season for the Flames. And it looks like he's off to another good start this season. What do you think about your defensive corps? Yeah, I mean, I am always it's it's nuts to me that Noah Hannafin is a considered a veteran in the league and he's like 24 years old um he's younger than me and i it, like no but i get it he, you know time it's, it's a thing uh you know i think we've all kind of waited for him to take it to the next level and he just hasn't um i i think that him and chris tanov paired together last year was absolutely phenomenal uh love to see it they were doing they didn't allow an even strength goal for over two hours of play over 120 minutes and it was just great stuff and um you know I really just want to see more from Hannafin and I I know people some some people just look at points for defensemen and I, I, that's not a fair assessment and Noah Hannafin, he does have, you know, he will shine through offensively sometimes, but I, I, I think that he just needs to settle in and really focus on his game. Uh, Rasmus Anderson is another candidate for bounce back season of the year or bounce back player of the year. I can't even talk. Um, but really just looking forward to seeing how all of that plays out. I mean, I think they're doing a solid job. Chris Tanev has kind of taken the sucky players under his wing and mm. it, it, it hasn't worked out really. Um, but I think my favorite pairing so far is him and Oliver Shillington uh, just because you know, Shillington has needed a real shot in the Flames organization for quite some time now, and pairing him with a strong defender is, um, you know, a great time to showcase him and for him to, you know, gain the confidence he needs to really uh, step up and be an NHL defenseman. Yeah, you know, I, I don't really, uh, of course, you know, I, I don't watch as many Flames <laughs> This, you know you or you know everyone but you know it sounds like he's definitely someone who you know i i a couple of penguins fans do watch some flames games mm-hmm. uh, his name alex or something that i always see on my twitter timeline and he's always been begging for this guy to get into the lineup so <laughs> um you know the fact that he is i guess that makes him happy and, and it sounds like it's making a lot of flames fans happy and yes i finally remembered it like a moron it's the roberto clemente bridge so the fact you that know I that makes sense because i was gonna say i know it's right by the roberto clemente uh statue yeah if the fact that i didn't remember that off the top of my head is just a joke so um <laughs> you know how it just you know I, no no one's i'm not gonna be have that uh go away that's for sure um but yeah just it, it's a good lineup you know it's probably a lineup that I, I took for granted coming into the season because i liked what los angeles did i liked what you know vancouver did with the connor garland trade but they're gonna make a serious push for the playoffs and i'm excited to see how they do in pittsburgh tomorrow even though you know daryl sutter is going to be on the other side <laughs> of the bench yeah um i 
I'm interested to see how this is going to go for really both ends, especially with the suspected return of Sidney Crosby. Um, how, so I don't know the circumstances surrounding him being injured. Is it the wrist? So, yeah, it is a wrist injury. Apparently um, it came out last week when he spoke to the media. He has been having that injury for seven years. Um, I believe it happened um, right after the Olympics. Ryan Reeves gave him a slash on the, uh, on the wrist or something like that. He's been able to play through it um, for multiple Stanley cups, um, many, many playoff series. Um, You could tell that there was something wrong. I believe with that wrist in the playoffs against the Rangers that season, because his shot was just, Wait, I think he had like one goal in like 12 playoff games. It was just not. Yeah, and that's that's not Sidney Crosby. I, I don't know if it was the same injury, but you could tell that something was off with it. Um, and he finally decided, hey, I'm going to get this surgery. I think this is going to end it for good. And he decided to do that. Uh, it looked like at times that he was going to be returning prior to the end of October. But, you know, he's always someone who wants to make sure that he's fully 100% coming back. Um, I think there's a good shot. The Flames see him tomorrow took all line rushes at Wednesday's practice, took reps on the power play, was doing full contact, um, taking face-offs, which is one of the last steps for him, um, and looked like he was centering his normal left winger, Jake Gensel. So um, I would be surprised not to see him in the lineup. If he isn't, though, he'll definitely return against the Devils on Saturday at PPG. So um, the, the Penguins will be getting, I think, one injured player back hopefully no one else comes out as a soul for a soul kind of thing from thanos from the avengers so <laughs> they get they need to get uh, start they i'm sorry i'm gonna keep starting they need to start getting players back because they can't keep you know playing with this many players shorthanded no i um you know i see a lot of uh obviously penguin stuff on the timeline because i follow you and then i follow a few other uh, fans, but I did not realize how <laughs> just it's like as soon as one player comes back, one's gone, and yeah. it's just this never ending one gets on the bus, one gets off. Um, really, for like the past two seasons, um, uh, can you give us like a little overview of what's going on? Cool. Okay. So you want a novel or you want a short story? (laughs) Um, You know, for the sake of our advertisers, let's say a short story. Okay. Okay. We we can do that. Yeah. It's just, it's a never ending cycle with this team. I mean, last season they had times where they had five of their top nine forwards out. It's a miracle that they won that division. Um, This year you have Jeff Carter with COVID though. Um, I think he might be coming off the list towards the end of the week. He's been asymptomatic. Chris Letang, he has symptoms. Um, my best wishes go out to him with all the health issues that he's had in his life. I mean, just about eight years ago, he had that stroke. So um, he has a hole in his heart as well. So I'm really hoping that he's able to come back at full strength. Gino had that knee surgery in June, but he's been ramping up his skating lately. I think you're going to see a comeback from him in December. You know, we always know what happens with Sid. With his wrist, Brian Rust is a week to week, but he's been ramping up his skating as well. Um, so yeah, those are basically all your injuries right now. You had Zach Aston Reese at the beginning of the season out with COVID. He's back now. Jake Gensel is also out during the season with COVID. He's back now. Um, almost every player on this team uh has been hurt. It's a miracle that more players have not been banged up. Um, it's you know, 
never a question on when the Penguins will get healthy. It's always the question of if this team will get healthy. So, um, and, and again, the fact that they are three and one and two through the first six games and they are crushing the underlying numbers and playing a pretty fun brand of hockey is nothing short of a miracle. I would have taken eight out of 12 points to start the season with everyone healthy. You're damn right. I'm going to take eight out of 12 points with all the players that have been out. Oh, absolutely. And it's just, it just goes to show you that uh, Mike Sullivan knows what he's doing. Um, and pretty good coach. He's pretty good. To say, yeah, <laughs> pretty good. It was definitely an understatement. You know, there are not three coaches in this league that I think are better than him. He always knows how to get the most out of his players. Um, they play such a great defensive brand of, ho- of hockey when they are shorthanded. And even when they are healthy, um, I'm hoping that this carries over. Um, and, you know, I, I've seen this take a lot thrown out lately that, you know, some of these teams don't have it when they're playing the Penguins. They, they're not on their A game. No, the, the Penguins are taking it from you. They are not mm-hmm. giving any ice. They are just clogging up the neutral zone, clogging up the high danger scoring areas, and they are making uh, life as easy as possible in front of Tristan Jari, who has also had a renaissance start to the season. I know he had a little rough outing against Tampa, though I'm only going to blame him for one of those goals, but um, around a 925, 930 save percentage in his first four to five starts. Um, he's doing his job after that really bad showing against the Islanders. He easily could have come in here, faltered, played by garbage. Um, he's looking to write a little bit of a redemption for himself. Obviously, you don't do that in five to six games. You do that over a full regular season and especially in the playoffs, but it's been a really good start for him. Again, I hate to pause our great talk with Jess, but before we do get back to this episode of Locked on Penguins, BetOnline is back and better than ever. They have a new web interface for the start of the basketball season, and that means more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. You can head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. Yeah, I mean, you really can't ask for too much um, from someone trying to put together a team that's severely missing its key components, but... I just, I, I give everyone a lot of credit, you know, um, I just, I have a soft spot for Zach Aston Reese ever mm-hmm. since the playoffs. Um, what was it? I think it was 2018 when that unfortunate incident happened, uh, when he had to have his jaw wired shut, but, um, Danton Heinen, former Bruins on this team. So, uh, you know, I give everyone just so much credit for, just playing hockey. I <laughs> I can't, but good for you guys. Yeah, and a lot of players have stepped up. Yeah, I mean, Evan Rodriguez has five points in six games, former Sabre. Um, Danton Heinen has three goals in six games. Jason Zucker, our nice Jewish boy, as I call him on the Lockdown <laughs> podcast, uh, he has three goals in six games after playing really rough last season. It's been great to see some of these players really step up with all the big guns out. I've talked about this other player multiple times this season. The one player that I want to see step up is Kasperi Kapanen. You know, mm-hmm. has that awesome flow going. Um, his, he's, well, we always know how fast he is, but he's not been able to corral the puck like we've seen him do usually. And he's just 
doesn't have his confidence, I don't think, right now. So um, it's something that's going to need to change um, if he is to play at the level that we all expected him to this season. Because, you know, some people in the preseason, they're saying, oh, yeah, he's going to score 30. You know, this is going to be the first time he's done that. He's playing great in training camp. And, heck, you know, I had him pay, pegged for 20 to 25. Um, even that's looking rough right now. So um, he needs to start waking up, that's for sure. Absolutely. And I hate saying that, you know, there's a few Flames players like that too, but, you know, everybody kind of has to hold their own weight if they want to win, you know, games. And, you know, I always say every point matters. It doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, you think it's an easy game against Buffalo. You know, they've kind of come out and shown that they'll steamroll you if you underestimate them. So, you know, everybody's got to step up and do their part. And um, I hate saying it, but Sean Monahan and Goudreau are one of those players or, or some of those players and not in like a bad way, but Sean Monahan just notched his first, first point of the night of this season. Oh my God. I cannot talk um, last night against the devils. And it was on an assist. Goudreau is still looking for his first goal, which I think is crazy mm-hmm. to me. So, um, you know, I would definitely look to see that they step it up as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, Johnny has always been one of my favorite players to watch. I know how good he is. Um, I obviously know that there's a big contract discussion that's going to be coming up. You know, is he going to go home? Is he going to sign somewhere else? You know, I think the Flames would obviously be very wise to play or pay a player like that you just give him whatever he wants and then you figure out the rest later. I will always say that when it comes to any team that has an elite player in this league, um, that's someone you build around. You don't just dump them for pennies on the dollar because then you kind of have to start over. Right. I mean, you don't, you don't just replace Johnny Gidjo overnight. Um, and then again, you know, Matthew Kachuk, I know he pisses off a lot of people uh, rightfully so, <laughs> um, but he is, he's a menace to watch and he's, he, he's awesome. So um, I can't wait for it. Um, I, they, these, this team has a lot of some of my favorite players that are outside the Penguins. So um, it, it should be interesting to say the least. Well, thank you for supporting. Uh, I mean, I think the team in the league with one of the best jerseys um, I might be a little biased there, but you know, I've, I've always en- envied the Penguins because of their success (laughs) and really the longevity of their players, uh, obviously Crosby and Malkin, but uh, yeah, no, seriously, thank you for jumping on and you're really, we're this is going on both of our shows. So thanks for making time to record this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was something that, you know, I was teasing on a few episodes um, prior to this one that I was hoping we could, do a crossover. I'm glad we did. And we'll definitely have to do one when the Penguins go on their Western Canada trip. I want to say that trip is towards the end of the year. I think, I think, I think it is. Leave it is around New Year's. So um, I think the Penguins will be bring, bringing in 2022 with a trip to Calgary or it'll be right after the New Year. So um, we'll definitely have to do something around then. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. And uh that is a great time of year. Again, I'm biased because it's my birthday um, towards the end of the year. But um, yeah, be great, 
great time to reevaluate the teams because that's just about, you know, a little bit before the halfway point too. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It'll be curious to see where the teams are a couple months from now, because then you'll start to see, is this team going to be a seller? Are they going to buy? Cause the deadline is just in a couple months after that. Yep. Uh, we're going to start to see who the playoff teams are um, at that point. Oh, absolutely. So that'll be interesting. Um, thank you everybody for listening to this on the respective shows. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at just Belmosto if you want. <laughs> Hunter, where can people find you? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore penguins. And again, to my listeners, I apologize for somehow not remembering the Roberto Clemente Bridge off the top of my head. I think it should be forgiven. I put you on the spot there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, look forward to reconnecting towards the end of the year. Hey everyone, thank you all so much for listening to this special crossover episode with Jess Balmasto of Locked on Flames. The next episode for the Locked on Penguins podcast, it'll be just me on Thursday doing a full game recap of that matchup against Calgary. And then Friday, we will have a preview um, against New Jersey Devils as that game is on Saturday. So I will talk to you all on Thursday evening.